All right, good morning, San Diego. Welcome to another podcast. I'm so excited to be doing this off-site. We're doing this a little differently. Usually we do it at our podcast studio, but today we're at 3-in-1, which is this cool place in Chula Vista, and I'm, gonna sh- uh, I'm sure we're going to hear about it later. But let me quickly introduce my special guest today to my right, uh, Eric Albathuris. Eric is going to talk about, uh, he's a small business owner, so I'll let you uh, talk about that. And I'm honored to have Council Member Jill Galvez, uh, Council member with the city of Chula Vista joining us. And to her right, um, Joe Frosto. I hope I got that right, Joe, right? You can. And then Joe will talk about his business. And um, to Joe's right, uh, Mr. Amar Campanajar, who is in the race for uh, city of Chula Vista mayoral race. So we'll get to hear from him. And to his right, at the other end, um, Mr. Rick Fernandez, the owner of 3 on 1. Rick, thank you for having us here. So we'll have you talk about your business here. So, but before we get started, um, I want to throw some numbers at you and I want to get your reaction, right? And for those of you that are not uh, from San Diego, if you're watching, we're in the city of Chula Vista. And um, from what I understand, as of 2015, we had just over 9,100 small businesses in the city. But that number actually declined um, a couple of years later. Any of you want to react to that? Give me your response why that is. Any thoughts on that? Councilmember Galvez, any, any thoughts on why you think? We're all trying to be polite. <laughs> um, about, about why there was a like decline why, why in Why do you business? feel there was a decline of From, number of businesses in the city of Chula Vista versus going the other direction? Um, you know, that's a very good question, and, and I'm glad you're presenting this so that maybe that's something we can talk about. Um, that's something that, that I hadn't been aware of, and uh, it's, it's disappointing to hear. I know that um, a lot of folks that um, start small businesses have challenges with financing, with other life responsibilities. Um, starting a, a small business is not easy. You have to you know, there's a lot to consider. Um, it's different than just being an employee. It requires a different skill set. It requires funding and financing for the long haul. And it requires a lot of personal sacrifice. And so I can imagine, speaking as a woman, um, many female small businesses have issues when it comes to child care, uh, when it comes to um, the typical support structures that, you know, maybe other uh other folks take for granted um, in networking um, or the ability to 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 get things done uh, during family time. Uh, typically, a lot of that responsibility falls on the back of of the woman, um, mm-hmm. and so uh, I, I've never um, had to to start a a, a real um, you know complex small business, uh, and I admire those. Uh, the folks here today that have, have done done so, uh, but I'm sure that they can tell you some, some horror stories about some times that maybe when they first were starting out, um, perhaps they faced closure at some point, and, and, and that very real scary um, possibility. But uh, it, it's very, just to, to circle back to your question, I don't know why there was a decline. Um, uh, that, that's very disappointing, and I hope that we can reverse that trend. And we're gonna that, that we're gonna get into that because this is really a forward-thinking conversation. But I wanted to put that out to to get you to start thinking, because this conversation is all about small business. So, 
Eric, tell, uh, tell us a little bit about your businesses that you own in Chula Vista. Uh, how long have you owned it? And, uh, and then we'll go around the table and get, get into, the, into the business conversation. Sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, we own Barbershop Heaven, uh, downtown Chula Vista. We opened up our doors about uh, 10 years. Actually, la last month we turned 10 years. That was our first location. Um, and ever since, we've opened multiple locations. Um, we also just opened up an icing shop next to our barbershop. It's called Sweet Life. Um, and it's just a very cool atmosphere, very cool place to have a business right now at 3rd Avenue. I'm excited. I was there 10 years ago when there was nothing. There was the gym, and people were just excited to have a barbershop, you know. And, and the community received as well. Um, and so it's thriving now. So I just love what's happening in downtown Chula Vista. Um, it's just a cool place. Uh, it's hip. It's cool. Cool haircuts. Great atmosphere. You could have your baby all the way to your grandpa come in and feel welcome. So we love that we get to offer uh, different services, different vibes, and just be able to serve our community. Fantastic. And of course, uh, we heard from Councilmember Jill Galvez. I'm going to come back to you because I want to hear more about what it's like the life of a council member, day in, day out. So we're going to talk about that. And then, um, Joe, tell us about your business, what you do, and, um, and your take on small business. When you look this way, this is what you have to say. <laughs> um, you know, the perception that you mentioned, um, one of the reasons why I decided to start the company here, and I'll explain a little bit, try to go quickly on what we're doing. Um, I wanted to change the perception of how they see Chula Vista. Um, a lot of people, when I told them I was starting a tech company in Chula Vista, they said, why Chula Vista, right? Why not start it in where everybody's at, right, in San Diego? Um, I actually had first some companies up in, in Carlsbad, so northern San Diego. I actually went to East Lake High School. And I believe that if, if I can build something massive, everything starts small. But if I can do it, then we can actually help the city change that perception. Right? So I wanted to create something binational, so being close to Mexico helped. Um, so the company started a little bit over three and a half years ago. We are creating technology to enable uh, basically a platform that simplifies construction. Anybody that's done construction, it always takes longer, it always costs more. Um, we happen to stumble into the housing shortage uh, situation with ADUs and everything that's happening. So we saw that it was very complex to go through the whole thing from permitting to financing, et cetera. So we decided to, to, to make it, our mission is to make it as simple as ordering pizza in your phone. Um, it's, it's getting closer and closer as we go. Uh, we actually became the largest ADU developer in San Diego within nine months. Joe, tell um, us what, what ADU stands for. Sure, it's an additional dwelling unit, right? So Like a granny flat? Some correct, people may know it as a granny flat. So if you have a backyard, you can build a unit there. Uh, with SB9, you can actually do a lot split now and actually build a full-on home, right? There's, in California, they're stating they need about 1.5 million more units. Um, the only way to really accomplish it is by being able to enable the homeowner to do it. And homeowners are not developers, right? So we understood the complexity of it, and we decided to put it all together. So we're hiring people that have been in the industry in every discipline for the past 20, 30 years. We combine it with technology, with a younger mindset, and just the full throttle to keep going, right? So we're in Eastlake. This is the main office here. Uh, we have close to 150 employees. Um, and the intent is to build a massive campus here and have thousands of employees um, through and be the main office here. We do have other offices in Latin America, but that's the intent to really 
help Chula Vista be different and see and and tell and have people go, oh wow, there's a huge massive tech company that's building something that is helping nationwide, not just in San Diego. And so that's that's the goal. Fantastic! Congratulations, and Amar, congratulations to you. Uh, you you won the primary and you're on your way to be the next mayor of Chula Vista. So, tell us about what that's been like and. Uh, yeah, we've had a lot of success since we last saw each other. I even put on a suit for you this time. Um, and I'm really happy to be here. I'm glad. We, we were just talking about this, trying to bring it outside in the wild, do this three-in-one. And thank you to Rick for opening your place. Thank you, Jill. She had a long night yesterday at the city council meeting, so thank you for being here. Joe's traveling around the country and the world trying to sell this business and promote what he's doing, not just trying, but actually doing it. And I'm really excited to meet you because every time I go down 3rd Avenue, I see the shop. I hear music blaring, and I have no idea what it is. I'm like, is this a, is this an ice cream shop or a restaurant? Or, but it's it's all of the above. Maybe it's three in one, you know, <laughs> which is why this place is called that, by the way. So yeah, I'm running for mayor of Chula Vista. I live just across the street here. Um, grew up in West Chula Vista. Live in East Chula Vista. I understand that disparity, and um, I'd like to take a crack at that question about small businesses declining. It's not unique to Chula Vista. It's nationwide. It's global. Right? So I wouldn't place it on the shoulders of anybody in particular in Chula Vista. What I do think is unique about Chula Vista that contributed to that is that Chula Vista is the workforce of the entire county. And so we had a higher rate of infections compared to other parts of the, of the county, despite the leadership that we saw from folks like Joe Galvez and Mayor Mary Salas, who really stepped up and stepped in and really helped mitigate the worst calamities of the pandemic. But notwithstanding that, Chula Vista is Chula Vista. We are the county's workforce. So we saw a lot of the pandemic come into our community. And you've seen this shift during the pandemic. It's changing now, but you know, people were investing more in goods and less in services. They weren't going to restaurants and barbershops. They were going on Amazon and Postmates. So that was just a, a function of what was happening during the pandemic with things being closed down, the restrictions. I think in hindsight, we think we realized that they were kind of cumbersome, and that's not just in Chula Vista, that's nationwide. Um, I think Chula Vista led in a way that if the nation did, we would have been in a better footing nationwide. Um, and also, you had the, the great resignation. 40% of the workforce left the workforce and retooled and became self-employed or joined the gig economy. So I think a confluence of different events, um, both the public health crisis and the, the lagging economic aspects as well contributed to that. But I think Chula Vista is bouncing back. If you see, you know, Third Avenue, there are there are businesses that opened in the middle, in the eye of the hurricane during the pandemic. So yes, some businesses um, fell behind, but there were new ones that emerged in their place and they're employing people, they're making um, you know, raising revenue for our city, they're they're paying taxes, providing services. Um, so I think, you know, we're going to walk away from this pandemic, this post-pandemic economy that I think we're beginning to see the beginnings of and, and find a way to do the economy differently, right? Um, and I really do think that Chula Vista in particular is on the precipice of great change, right? We, we just broke ground on the Bayfront a month ago. We're in serious talks about a university again. There's some news coming up about uh, the final developments of a stadium, which I don't know if I'm getting ahead of the councilwoman on that one, but... <laughs> But um, Ann Moore told me a little bit, and I think you guys are announcing it soon. So hopefully by the time this is released, it's already told by everybody. Um, and there's a lot of great stories to be told about Chula Vista. And, um, you know, I think it, a lot of businesses were suffering, and Rick could speak to this better than, than I can. 
because it was hard to find people to even want to work, right, given what was going on in the pandemic. So I think that's a little bit of why we experienced that. So it, it sounds like Chula Vista is a promising place yeah. for, for anyone to want to come start a business, although the numbers may have declined, but you could also say that only means that there's more opportunities for people to want to start a business. Right. Um, that's just a different angle to it. Right. Uh, but certainly the needs are here, it sounds like, and looks like... Uh, it's looking pretty darn good around here. I think so. So, Rick, thank you for opening your, your restaurant for us. Um, this is a really, really cool place. Tell us about 3 and one What is it? How did it come about? And uh, what's been your journey like as, as, a, as a local business owner? Well, thank you. Thank you for coming in this morning. And it, it's a pleasure to um, some new friends that I've met and uh, some are that's been here several times. Um, I, first off, I, I live in the city of Chula Vista. I've been here for 20 years. Um, I raised uh, two boys that went through the Chula Vista school system and graduated from Eastlake High School. And I love Chula Vista. I've developed a home here, and that was my goal. I, I born and raised in New York, and I, I grew up in a very family-orientated um, community, a place where I went to, the, to elementary school and middle school and high school, and I wanted to raise a family. And looking around San Diego County as my wife and I got married and we wanted to find a, an area to build a, a, a family relation, <clears throat> have a relationship with the community and build a, our family around. Um, Chula Vista was attractive. It was uh, reasonably priced and it was a neat community. Um, I loved the fact that it was multicultural. I, I loved the fact that we were so close to Mexico and there was just it was a great diversity here. And uh, we did just that. And uh, everything is hard, of course. Um, but we, we, wanted to, we wanted to do that. My, uh, my wife had a steady job. And I said, well, I'm going to become an entrepreneur, which was not a part of the plan. But it was a, an idea. And, and, it, and it happened. I started my first business in Chula Vista back in 2003, 2004, after we moved here. And um, we just grew from there, and I, I, I always wanted to have a, a neighborhood bar. I grew up in it in New York. You know, I went to the same bar restaurant uh, that my uncles would go to and my cousins would go to, and uh, when I became of age, I, I couldn't wait to go there, and I knew the bartenders, and I wanted that. I felt that this community really screamed for that um, out here in the Eastlake area uh, specifically because what they're doing on 3rd Avenue is fantastic. I mean, we, in, in my hometown in New York, we had the village. Chula Vista, what do we have? We have Third Avenue. And I love it. My wife and I go down there. We, it's fantastic to walk around. It is so awesome. In East Lake, we got three and one. And, uh, yes. <laughs> and East Lake's got some other great businesses oh, besides yeah. just three and one. But and, three and one. <laughs> and we, we, we enjoy it. So I wanted to open up that, that, that community, that neighborhood bar, that sports bar, um, and it was, uh, it's, it's been an interesting journey. Of course, nobody per predicted uh, 2020, and I don't think there's a business plan out there from 2018 or 2019 that had that in there. Um, but it happened. So we move forward. We, we roll on. And uh, if it's easy, it's not that, that I hate that phrase, everyone can do it, because I think everyone can do whatever they really want to do and put their mindset to. Um, I think some of the hardest things about the business aspect, whether you're in any city across this great country, is, um, you know, determination. Uh, you, you have to stay positive because there is going to be a lot of negative that is thrown at you 
and there is going to be obstacles, but everything is available and you always have resources and help. And one of the things that City of Chula Vista, though there are frustrating things as a business owner with applying for permits and asking, well, why is this the way it is? Or why is it taking so long? Is I look at the other aspects. There's a lot of resources and help available and, and it's, it's there. You have to work for it and you, you might have to wait in some lines and you might have to sit and wait to, to get what you need, but it is there and, and it can be done. And, and we have some business owners on this panel and we've all met business owners that are here. So when somebody asks me, hey, how do you how do you like the area that you're in? You know, I'm thinking about opening up whatever, a yoga studio or this or that. I tell them, where do you live? Oh, I, I just live here in, in Otay Ranch. Well, it's a really easy commute. Why right, wouldn't you yeah. want to develop within the city that you live? Be a part of that. Employ people. You're employing now for myself in the restaurant business. I'm employing siblings and, and friends, kids, people that my sons have grown up with. And I love it. It's, it's fantastic. And it also gives me that whole, it takes a village to raise a family, that ability to do that with young men and women in, in, as they're developing. A stepping stone. So break down the three and one for me. So I know um, one of the three is a restaurant. The second in the three is a bar. What's the third? So we advertise it's a neighborhood bar for food, drink, and sports. But right, I it. am an avid cigar enthusiast, and uh, I, I love cigars. It's something that I'm passionate at. Um, most people hear of, you know, the wine connoisseur. Well, that's what I do with cigars. And I started... Uh, an informal group of uh, majority men, but we do have women there available, of course, if they'd like to partake in it. Um, South Bay Cigar Club. That's Five nice. people, uh, two retired um, San Diego, or excuse me, one retired state uh, uh, parole officer, one retired state uh, CHP, but he was, well, he wasn't CHP. Uh, he was state police. He, he worked in in, um, in parks and recs and, and was in, we used to joke around with him and tell him it's really not that hard of a job to back up a motorhome. But he was a great guy. He was retired. Another person who was in the uh, military and was a civilian. And we would get together and find a location that we could sit out on the patio and have a cigar. And that just grew more and more. So there is a cigar lounge here at 3 and one for yes. folks that we enjoy We have a full cigar, cigar. shop okay. and a, uh, a cigar lounge available to uh, enjoy. So come on down to three and one if anybody want to yeah. enjoy a good cigar. Just the uh, when place I first to be. heard about three and one, this used to be an Italian joint that my mom used to go to, and now this is more my vibe. But <laughs> what's interesting is that when I heard three and one, there's a lot of churches around here. I thought this is just another church, and in a way, it is for some people. There is something sacred about this place for people. Um, it's it's a great spot. I love this place, and I think it's unique because I was I've talked to my my friends about this. I'm like, where can you find a place that that literally can be three and one? That could work in places other than Chula Vista, right? There's something unique about Chula Vista where there's not—it's a niche thing, right? Where you do, where you have cigars and you have a bar, and then you have a restaurant where there's kids and there's families, and they're completely separated, right? And and it's it's a unique thing that could only happen here because, unfortunately, there's not that much competition for what's going on here, right? You know what, to that point, can I jump in? Yeah, and please. Just yeah. Um, business and it's very similar to Eric's yeah. business um, the, the, the hair um, uh, uh, on 3rd Avenue in that 
this is a networking place. And and I've been in Chula Vista for about thirty years, and I live on the west side the entire I've lived on the west side the entire time. Um, and and the east side view of the west I'm sorry the west side view of the east side um, has been one of boy those folks have an additional 20, 30 minutes a day that they're commuting. And that's less time spent with their families. And we would view this side as being more, you know, the folks just on the freeways all the time with not a whole lot of spare time to, to get to know one another the way we enjoyed. And so when I first was made aware of 3 and one and I came out here, and actually I tried to come up a few times, but it was packed. <laughs> it was literally packed, not a seat available. Um, it, it, it really made me happy to see um, neighbors enjoying the company of neighbors, of business people or entrepreneurs, you know, talking about their challenges, networking opportunities, mentorship opportunities. Um, you, this, is, this is socialization at its finest. And that neighborhood bar concept is, is key. This isn't a place to come and just you know, drink as much as you can and forget your problems. This is a place to come and, and meet and converse and take your time and listen to what other people have to say and enjoy life and maybe come up with innovative and creative new ideas for your next business. Um, so, Rick, so it sounds like I think, I think it's time for you to create a jingle. I think it, Do you want to hear me sing? Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. So, thank, thank you, Councilwoman. Thank you. Uh, in... Yes, I. Um, of course, if you're not into having a cigar, it's not necessary to come into the cigar lounge. But if you do, or ever want to sit down, um, it really represents the city of Chula Vista and the diversity you have here. Right. Well, you, as we know, we have this phenomenal military and a great law enforcement and our services such as fire and nurse and, and all those. Um, in the cigar lounge, you can sit next to the next mayor of Chula Vista, um, next to a, a tech entrepreneur, a small business owner, and across from you, you have a 30-year retired military person. Or next to that, you have a lieutenant in the police force. And they don't know each other. And then all of a sudden, they sit down, they share a cigar, and it's a story. That's the and networking, then, I think, element that Jill was right. talking it about. It is bringing people together. Yeah, bringing people together yeah. that no, no necessarily would not meet at a bar or sit down. And I and I, I can't speak for the barbershop. If you take a look at me, obviously I don't get very <laughs> haircuts and uh, beards. Give you a discount. So <laughs> I cannot have you meet my wife because she will shove me to that chair. But. Um, I would assume it's very similar yep. to it the is same very, thing. Yeah. And it that's very small, a, a yeah. big part of the yeah. success of the businesses. And anything that you do, um, obviously bringing upon more jobs to this wonderful city is key. And giving people employment gives them the opportunity to live here and, and do that. But, yeah, it's Let a networking thing. Let me go to uh, downtown 3rd Avenue. <clears throat> I know there's a lot going on. There's revitalization going on. So from your perspective, because you were there before all this, what are you seeing different? Uh, what's exciting about it? How has it impacted your business? And what, what, what else can you share about? Uh, there's a lot of momentum that's building, a lot of talk going on about what's going on in downtown Chula Vista. So share with us your thoughts. Uh, yes. Uh, so yeah, I think a lot of the things that have changed is people, 
it's become a destination place. Um, people want to go there. People are walking their dogs. Every time I see somebody walking their dog, I'm like, okay, this is becoming a good place where people just want to hang out. And so when they're hanging out, they visit the different businesses that are there. Um, you know, I was there through the construction and, and making it more pedestrian friendly. And that was rough. But now I see the fruits of that. You know, and everything worth fighting for is going to be an uphill battle. And it has been. So now to see the different businesses open up, uh, it's cool. We, we benefit from each other. We funnel the same people through our doors. We talk about the other businesses, the other coffee shops, everything that's going on. And so there's a momentum going on. And, you know, the murals that are happening and, and council uh, member Jill was just sharing some of the cool stuff that her projects. It just like fills my heart to know that there's still effort being put into Third Avenue because it, it becomes like a model for like Chula Vista uh, 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 in, uh, as a whole. So, you know, seeing pre where we are right now to see where we uh, where we are today is, is day and night. And so, like I said, people were so excited about me opening up a barbershop, me being 26 years old, not knowing what the heck I was doing. Uh, and people were just like cheering me on and the community saying, oh, this is what we need. I was like, really? Somebody to cut hair? This is what you need it? Now I understand, right? Uh, as as time has has passed by, I understand people want community. People want a place where they can hang out, listen to music. You know, we have our music playing all the time, and it just people love that. It's just a vibe that it creates. People are excited about it, and so as we continue to pour more ideas into it, and people are being um, just uh, purposely about it, I think it's gonna continue to develop and. It just Chula Vista as a whole becomes a place where one people want to uh, be. I, I live three minutes away from here. My kids go to school here. We dine here. Um, you know, we have a business, a couple businesses here. Now with the ice cream shop coming in, Claudia shared one time, like, you know, this used to be an ice cream shop before, Eric. I was like, I know I've heard. Um, I used to come here when I was in high school. And that just like, it just did something to me. Because it creates memories. At the end of the day, you know, we're working hard. We put our, our, our head down. Uh, but our, our family benefit from all that. You, you know what I'm saying? It's something bigger than just having a small business. Uh, I met Max in my chair. I've met a lot of cool people. And I get to sit down with a lot of cool people now because of the opportunity. So, yes, go, so going back to your first question, it's like a lot of, a lot of people lost their businesses and and. and it's hard owning a small business. It takes a different set of just everything, you know, mindset and discipline and, and sacrifices. Uh, but if you stick uh, through it, you'll benefit. Um, you know, I grew up with lack of opportunities, I felt, being an immigrant. Um, you know, I was born in Guatemala. I came out here and just my status and, and just everything about it was so hard, even though I'm Latino. You know, it was hard to even come in with, with, you know, my 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 neighbors. You know, in Mexico, they didn't accept me at times. And now being in Chula Vista, I love who I am. You know, my identity. I love to say I'm from Guatemala. I love to say I'm an immigrant. I love to say I grew up in the hood, and and a, and a kid from the hood gets to see with cool people like this. This is awesome. And so I think um, it's hard. Business is hard, uh, but the opportunities are there. If you fight for it, if you're willing to, to, to go through it, 
And so Third Avenue is just that. It's just a model of like, and if you work hard and, and, uh, and you're willing to like work through it, um, opportunities. I, I, I tell people, I made everything that I have. You know, I, thank God I was able to buy a house and everything. I did it all behind a barber chair. You know, I've opened up, and uh, Max knows he, he was, uh, uh, he did some business consultation for me. I've opened up nine businesses in the last 10, 11 years. And so I, the, the American dream is well. Um, American dream is happening. Eric, so how I'm many people do that. you employ between all your businesses? So right now we have about, 25 but there was a point where we had about 50 yeah. people and i didn't realize i'll be honest i grew up in the hood where community wasn't a thing it was just everybody for themselves and and through these experiences and opportunities over different businesses you know i've realized like oh my god like it's just not it's just not benefiting me it's benefiting everybody and their family that works in this barbershop that works in the different businesses that i've owned and so um it's just like it continues to be something bigger than than me than the barbershop and the ice cream shop it just becomes a community thing so i'm excited to be part of chula vista and what's happening and just to know like the projects that are happening it's okay cool like we're love in the right place energy. love your energy so let me let me uh switch gear here a little bit and i'm sure all of you have heard this uh whether you experience it as a business owner or you've heard it from other people um city of chula vista much like other Cities, there is a permitting process if you want to open up a business, right? And there are good reasons for that. But as a current council member and, and as future mayor of, of Chula Vista, Amar, what is it that, that you can do or can be done to streamline that process so that more and more people would be as excited as Eric to want to come and set up business in Chula? Can, can anything be done? Uh, what ideas do you have around it? Well, first of all, you know, you look at Joe's business. And um, you see that he's done it. You know, he's done it with maybe eight years. Um, and when I was at IBM back 30 years ago, um, I helped write a little computer program that automated defense contracting procedures. And, um, and a little company that you might have heard of called TurboTax uh, automated tax filings and made it intuitive. Um, it's very important, I think, that the city um, really takes a hard look at um, at the repetitive nature of the permitting process and applies uh, data technology to that. Um, uh, when I first came on council, I met uh, had the privilege of meeting the um, uh, the the director of the um, UCSD Data Architecture School, uh, the master's program. And she offered students to come and intern and help automate processes. And we haven't gotten that off the ground. That's something, actually, I'm glad Amar's here because that's something I'll, I'll bend his ear about when he's the next mayor of Chula Vista. Um, because I do think that, um, that we could relook at, at the data that's collected every step of the way that's very important during the permitting process and apply information technology to it in an intuitive way that makes it um, pretty easy for the end user to get through well, the It project. sounds like there's some opportunities just, just by incorporating technology into the permitting process you betcha. can, in fact, 
but, but also reaching expedite out. Expedite the process, so, yeah. So our city, are, we're structured. We have four council members. So, you know, it's it's a big job, and I work a lot. <laughs> but um, this is my passion, and hopefully I, 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 I can assure you my colleagues feel the same way, and anyone that does this type of job, it's got to be a passion yeah. for them. Um, reach out to that person. And if you don't understand the why, um, you know, talk it through. So last night I was driving uh, rushing from picking up a prescription pair of glasses to get to the council meeting on time. And I um, had a, a, a decent conversation with, with a small business owner on Broadway that started the conversation feeling as though her business was being discriminated against because of their, you know, racial identity or whatever the case may be. And we stepped it all back and we unwound the problem and I explained why certain rules are in place but then also explained what could be done if you look at something through a different light mm -hmm. and um, I'm pretty confident we're resolving her problem and this is less than 24 hours after Amazing. it was presented and it, and it takes just a conversation with her um, a translation into human speak mm -hmm. uh, what business codes are about and and why they're there and then also to see how Humans can either apply those codes or not, um, because there is some discretion with sure. some 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 aspects of, of permitting, um, and then circle back and make sure that you know you you put a, a pin in it, and and so that business owner can feel as though their situation's been resolved and they can actually do what their business is. So, Joe, you've actually built an entire business around systems and processes and and streamlining. So I'd love to hear your thought. And then Omar, um, as the future mayor of Chula Vista, I'm sure you've been given this feedback. Um, you know, in order to attract more businesses to Chula Vista, we really have to make this a more business-friendly city. So I'd love to hear your thoughts, your ideas on that. But let's start with Joe, maybe a couple minutes on how did you go about streamlining a process that typically would take months, if not years, but into something that, that's um, faster, quicker, and, and obviously it's worked well in your business. I mean, it could always go faster still, right? <laughs> we still have a long way to go, but um, it's, it's, all, it's all about trying to find patterns, right? You understand how the city functions, and then you understand what they're looking for, um, and then you just try to create the patterns to go, okay, this is what they're going to ask for, this is what they're going to need, and then it does help that you, you have a lot of case studies, so then you just use that and apply that. And then theoretically, you will end up doing it with technology. One of the things we do is when we go out to a home, we actually scan the home and we create a digital twin of the home. Uh, just like when you go to the doctor and you get your vitals, right? And then the doctor looks at that and then all his experience that he has. If you think about it, there's no data with, with uh, real estate. And so we actually, it's proprietary software, we're creating hardware, and we actually scan a home um, underground, behind walls, the whole thing. So with that, we can then connect everything else as you go when you design and the whole thing. So if we're able to, in the future, work with a city like Chula Vista, where, where it's our backyard, it, we could create some pretty cool stuff where we could actually integrate it directly to the actual digital twin. And so it'll, it, can, it can streamline things much, much faster as you go. Right? And so uh, from our end, we're, we've, we're trying to do everything we can um, to try to be ahead of things and be more proactive instead of reactive so consumers can understand, okay, well, this is what's going to happen, this is what's next, this is why, et cetera. And when you think about Uber, when they started, um, 
actually Uber wasn't faster than taxis. The only reason why it seemed that they were is because you were see they were it was transparent, and you would see that okay, someone's going to pick me up in 15 minutes, so you'll get another cigar or finish the cigar before you leave, right? Instead of if you order a taxi, you're going to be out there waiting and not knowing when it's going to arrive or not, right? And so it gives you that transparency of like, oh, okay, you know, it's faster. Right? And so basically that's what we've been doing, trying to bring the transparency to the whole process. Mm -hmm. And then with virtual reality and everything, you're doing, you could actually build your construction in VR and you could actually walk in and feel the space and the whole thing. So all those little things that we do, it just brings that sense of streamlining the process, even though it's not as fast as I would want it to be. So as an entrepreneur, obviously you, you've built your entire business model around efficiency. So I think there's some lessons to be learned in the private sector. So Amar, um, what lessons or what processes do you feel that we can learn from the private sector that you can implement in the, in the government sector so that things can happen a little faster and yeah, hopefully I mean, that'll, that'll encourage more people to want to open up a business? Yeah, so you know, um, I worked at the U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce and uh, as an executive, and we represented 4 million Hispanic businesses like the ones who are here today that contribute over a trillion dollars a year to the economy. And they are very efficient. They grow up three times the national average. They've figured out all the different challenges they face, the lack of institutional financial support as, as immigrants to this country or the lack of access to credit capital and contracts. And we figured out a way to help them bid and compete, you know, um, and get opportunities with bigger corporations um, and I think the best way to, to streamline this process and make it more pro-business is to bring those businesses into City Hall into our chambers and bring them on board as advisors right create an advisory uh, task force so we're not just giving lip service but we're having a dialogue on what are the things we need to do streamline I've talked to business owners who said look like I understand all the, the rules and the fees and the all these things we have to do, uh, but some of it is prohibitive for a small business owner. Maybe a big business could do all this stuff, but by the time we even get started, we're done. We're, we're out of cash. So can we defer certain payments? We could get on, on the ground, get the brick and mortar up, and then start paying down those obligations that we have. So there's small incentives, financial techniques, small adjustments that could really make a difference between a business starting and, or never starting, right? Um, the other thing is I think that we are operating as a, you know, I talked to the city manager, Maria, who I quite like, um, and she told me, you know, we, we have some of the best staff in the, in, in the county. And um, a marker for that is the retention rate. People don't stay usually in these capacities for a long time, but we have folks who've been around for 25, 30 years because they love this city and they could have gotten paid better anywhere else. Um, but they, they love this city. They're passionate about this city. They kept the faith, just like many of you who could have gone somewhere else, but you stuck with it. Um, and they said, look, there's one person doing 10 different jobs. And they're just, they're over leveraged. They have too much going on. So some of it, we're going to have to look and see, you know, are we going to have to, you know, efficiency through technology, but also some personnel adjustments. Um, and to, to streamline and expedite some of the things that these business owners need. And then I also think that there's a perception issue. We have an, an image issue in Chula Vista that kind of gets in the way um, of our potential. And, you know, south of the eight, we're just seen as, you know, Chula Vista is seen as Chulawana. Nothing wrong with Tijuana, but we have our own 
identity. We're not National City. We're not San Isidro. We have our own spirit, our own culture, our own history. Um, well, I can, if, if I may yeah, jump, I, I can tell you if there was an image problem, you all debunked that, That's right. that idea today because um, if I was in the audience right now, I would be ready to go open up a business. Exactly. In, in, in There's Chula no Vista, place so. like home. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and people don't know this. Chula Vista as a population is larger than Salt Lake City, larger than Buffalo, New York, larger than Kansas City. It's about the size of Newark. It's close to becoming the size of Cincinnati. We're not a small city. We're a big city. With everything from the water to the mountains, we have the county's workforce, we have a binational business community where the executives live in this town and work south and north of where we live. And there's so much, we have 400 acres of land for a university that's waiting to happen. We have the biggest bayfront in the western seaboard that's about to open up. We have, we're seven miles away from the border, if that. We have everything that you need to make Chula Vista a world-class destination. We just need to promote that. We need to be outward facing and say, hey, come in. And maybe maybe Google would come here. Or the next Google will be started right here in Chula Vista. So that's what we need to do. We need to create more anchors. You know, Millennia, which is not too far from here, the vision was to create, it's supposed to be innovative and create industry. I can't think of one, maybe, I'm, maybe I don't remember, but is there one major industry out there? Yeah, so it's kind of heartbreaking. We're, we're, we're a bedroom community with so much business potential, but we're a bedroom community with a housing problem. So it's like, what are we, how are we going to get out of this? And it's going to be businesses like Joe's meeting at businesses like Rick's with executives who just got their hair cut from your place looking fresh <laughs> and meeting with people like me and Jill to solve our city's problems. Max can help find that commercial real estate. That's, that's right. That's a good segue to Max. That's right. Real estate business. Well, I, I, as much as I'm enjoying this conversation, we're out of time. But thank you all for being here to our business owners, for sharing your vision, your passion. As I said, you know, if, if I was a few years younger, I would, I would want to do this all over again. And then uh, to Councilmember Galvez and, and Amar, or the future of uh, Chula Vista. Thank you for sharing your vision uh, and, and Council Member Gavos for the work that you do. Um, so again, we're out of time. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this. And uh, if you want to find out more about 3 and one uh, in the city of Chula Vista, look it up. Uh, multitask here, if you're building an ADU, it sounds like it doesn't have to take a year or two. And if you're just looking for that, really nice haircut and that delicious ice cream you know where to find it downtown third avenue so thank you for watching we appreciate you being here until next time thank you all very much thank you, thank you.